This week, some tips for keeping your RV's waste tanks happy, plus some water filter drama. This is RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Here's a game-changing tip for the beach. Bring a fitted sheet. As nice as a nap in the sun is, the sheet isn't for making up the bed. It's a smart way to keep sand off your beach towels. Since the corners of a fitted sheet naturally lift, all you need to do is add weighted objects to each corner, and you'll have a nifty pocket of space you can hang out in, sand-free. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 289 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We're coming to you from Black Hawk State Historic Site in Western Illinois. This is where we got married. Yes, just right back here a long, long, long time ago, almost 15 almost years exactly ago. Almost exactly 15 years. Our wedding anniversary is coming up in a yes. few weeks and we are we're home. We're excited to be back home. It's been a whirlwind to get here. It yes. was such a drive <laughs> back from Alaska. Such a drive, in fact, that I ended up getting a blood clot in my leg from all this sitting on that very, very long drive. So that's something to be careful about, folks. Yeah. Hey, y'all. We were uh, home for a week, and guess who landed in the ER? Yeah. That guy right yeah. there. So uh, superficial, though, but he does need to follow up, and maybe in compression socks are in your future. I, you know, <laughs> Welcome to your 40s, I guess. Yeah. So, But we are thrilled to be home. It was a really long drive, but it was filled with some really awesome experiences. Of course, we got to see some friends of ours that we hadn't seen in a while, but this is it. Like that Baja to Alaska has officially come to an end. Yeah. And we're, we're not in our new home yet. We're no. staying with my parents for a couple of weeks and we've got the rally and different things going on. Uh, we won't be in our new home. We have to go to California to get the saber back to go get the sabre that is really wishing we would come get it sooner rather than later uh it did however it is it is fine we did check with the storage yeah. unit because obviously uh the tropical storm Hillary came through but it is fine sabre is fine but it would like to come back up to the Midwest and get a little TLC. Yeah, plus we have a lot of stuff in it. So Yeah, there's some things in there that I yeah. want out of it. Like, so, you know, the weather is starting to turn. And, and by turn, I mean the high today is only going to be 90. So it's basically fall here. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> there are a few things that I would like from the Sabre that I would like to not to have to repurchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited actually to get back to it because... We're also going to make it a little anniversary trip. Yes. You're going to get to see your new niece. I'll, I will see your, our new niece. Our new niece, yes, um, who I've, I've 
have probably bought an entire wardrobe for since I got back. Those clearance sales at Target are mwah. So <laughs> I just adore being able to buy for the little lady. We cannot wait to meet her. But of course, no trip to California, at least Southern California, would be complete for the Eppersons, at least the adult Eppersons anyway, without a trip to Disneyland. Jason suggested Vegas. I suggested Disneyland. We know which one won out. Um, so that is what we're going to do to celebrate 15 years of Jason and Abby. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, but all that aside, today, <laughs> we're going to talk about keeping your tanks healthy. Uh, some tips for keeping your, your black tank and your gray tank from smelling, from developing the dreaded poop pyramid, all that sort of stuff. But first, we want to talk about Berkey water filters. So this is a very popular water filtration uh, device among RVers and other folks too. But RVers in particular really like to use it because, you know, you travel the country, you don't know what the water is going to be like at the different sort of places you visit. And often it's going to be well water uh, that could be better or worse than, than other locations. And uh, it, it's nice to have something to drink out of that is going to be clean and taste good. And we've certainly had Berkey water before and it, it does taste fantastic there there has been an issue for several years with with berkey however well for as long as, as long as there has been a existed, berkey is they refuse to get any sort of third-party certification to prove that the claims that you know it removes what impurities it removes are are factual and uh, they say the reason for that is the cost is too high. It will cost them about $350,000 to get it done. Um, and that argument's always been a little mm. suspect to me because I see all these other water filters that get the NSF filtration, all these water hoses and stuff well, that come onto the market, these small boutique water filter brands. I, you know, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Also, have you seen the cost of a Berkey? Yeah. Um, they're I mean, not cheap. They're not cheap. <laughs> you know, you could just buy like yeah. a dozen of those and then they have their, their funds to certify. Yeah. So, I mean... <sighs> I, I still have no issue drinking out of one. It's not, uh, I just don't know that I completely trust what's coming out of it because they're so unwilling to get any sort of third-party certification done. E, e, I mean, they say that their their certification is better, okay, but, you know, it's it's self-certified. So we don't, well, we don't know if you're lying or not. So our opinions aside, and we don't, you know, you have a Berkey, don't have a Berkey, that's totally your choice. All things in RVing are your choice. But there has now been, and you just reported about it on the news that came out over the weekend, there is now uh, Berkey's in a little bit of hot water. Well, it's, I don't know. So this is, uh, this is sort of the opposite end. This, uh, that, that is Berkey, I feel like, not doing uh, the things that they should do to make the people they're selling to feel a little bit more comfortable about what they're selling. Uh, but coming from the other side, from the government end, uh, it almost seems like there's a little overreach going the other direction. So now the EPA has uh, stepped in and is classifying Berkey water filters as a registered pesticide um, because that's how EPA regulations can control a water filter is by registering them as a pesticide. They've, they, to my knowledge, for what Berkey says, they've never done this before to another sort of mechanical water filter like this. But the thing that allows them to do this, they say it's because of elements in 
the filters themselves that are pesticides. What's allowing them to do that, the, the substance that is in the filter that is allowing to the, them to do that, the registered pesticide, is the metal silver. Silver is used in Berkey's water filters uh, and in all sorts of water filters in order to uh, stop the growth of fungus and bacteria. Uh, silver is good at doing that. You've seen like these commercials with like boxers with silver <laughs> woven yes. to them and stuff like that. <laughs> so that uh, that has has been the EPA's in to re to registering Berkey water filters as a pesticide. So Berkey is going to have to start putting these labels uh, on their filters. There's been stop sale orders in in different places where uh where the vendors have not been able to put them on sale anymore yeah i do believe now, they can't sell them in california now, that's one they, but that's true but they but actually they haven't been able to sell them in california or iowa before the cpa oh okay drama, because california and iowa require that you can prove that the the statements that your filter makes are true and, okay and you have to prove that through a you know some sort of third-party certification so Anyway, there's a lot of drama going on with that at the moment. Which is making it hard for people to get filters yeah. at the moment. They're not able to get any Berkey. Just In fact, this is how the story came across uh, our desk, is that Berkey put out a statement because I believe they're also suing yeah, the so EPA. Yeah, so they're suing the EPA. I yes. should, I'm sorry, I left the important part out. They are suing the EPA to try to get this uh, yes. r uh, resolved. But So there's a lot of back and yeah. forth happening right now if you're a Berkey owner and you don't have some backup filters it may be a little difficult right now to get some but this seems like you know two two people just butting heads right now like Berkey doesn't want to do it and the federal government is like well if you're not going to do it we're going to find this like sort of backdoor way to make you cough up $350,000 and get that third party certification. So it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. You know, at the end of the day, though, I wish all waters could be as delicious as the tap water in Chicago. I just all these years on the road and we haven't been able to find water as delicious Our as the tap water in Chicago. Hometown has some pretty I mean I grew up yeah. here the water is terrible oh it's awful here terrible you cannot drink the water here it's like healthy to drink it just tastes tastes awful so we are on the hunt for how we're going to kind of uh, drink water in our new place. We had actually thought about getting a Berkey. That is clearly on hold now. Um, that was something we've actually talked about over the years, but not having that third-party certification has kind of left us a little, eh, we're not sure. Yeah, you know, things like that. Look, I mean, people drink, you know, Mountain Dew every day, right? Sure. Like there's, there's some sure. awful stuff in that. But like <laughs> things with water, I just feel like you're drinking it all the time. I just want to be a little extra careful about water because yes. it can be, you know. I hope you're not drinking Mountain Dew all the time. I hope you're just, you know, drinking water because Mountain Dew is probably the most disgusting thing on the planet. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, it is so. I don't. have the sugar. Why <laughs> do you want to drink something that literally wants to remind you that it looks like urine? I don't understand that. If your urine looks green. <laughs> You got a problem. I'm just saying it is it is the urine of sodas. Oh, okay. I just I don't understand no, it. No, the urine of sodas is cream soda. Oh, why on. would you even drink that? <laughs> I, I, listen, I 
There's a lot there to unpack, but that's fine. Uh, but yes, you know, if you have some suggestions about how you, if you have a water situation really similar to what we have here in our new hometown, we'd love to know how you are filtering out that water. We certainly don't want to be buying bottled water, and we definitely uh, have entertained, I guess, maybe having the Colligan man yeah, come but swing with by. Like, but that's with so much travel, it would be a pain to like yeah. having to stop the deliveries and all that sort of it's, stuff. And, yeah, there's a lot yeah. there to try and figure out. But we from the RV side are going to be talking a little bit more over on the Detour podcast, which is our podcast after the podcast that we do for Mile Marker Plus members. We're going to be sharing how we handle water on the road, be that filtered wherever we are. Because we just went from, you know, Mexico back into the States, into Canada and through Alaska. We went through a lot of different water situations. So we are going to share what we do over on Detour. If you want to learn more, if you want to come join the conversation or access all of the past Detour episodes, you can just head over to rvmiles.com slash milemarkers to join and be a part of the conversation. Also, a reminder is our next live is happening on Monday, September 11th. We do that for all Mile Marker members. does not matter what level you are at. So come over and join us and see us freshly off the road, uh, hopefully blood clot free uh, when you join us on September 11th. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about keeping your tanks healthy. All right, we'll be right back. According to the U.S. Department of Transportation, 21% of vehicle crashes are weather-related. With the Weather on the Way app, you can access detailed weather forecasts along your driving route at the time of travel. Along with precise weather conditions, Weather on the Way also offers road service conditions, Apple CarPlay, route planning options up to seven days in advance, waypoints for longer trips, alternative route options to avoid the storms, and so much more. Being severe weather alert is an important part of the RV life. Join the over 100,000 users who make the Weather on the Way app a part of their road trip experience. Visit weatheronthewayapp rvmiles and save 10% on the pro version with code RVMILES. That's 10% off with code RVMILES, all one word, at weatheronthewayapp rvmiles. We are back and we're here to talk about some tips for keeping your black tank and your gray tank from smelling, from clogging, from building up residue, able to be dumped easily and and able to be used in an efficient manner for years and years to come. Yeah, and this is obviously a conversation that's been on our minds a lot. It seemed really timely right now. I know we're coming to kind of the end of camping season, but having this chat felt a little timely for us because we have spent the last seven months attempting to keep a gray tank and a black tank, two 30-gallon gray tank, a 30-gallon black tank. We have attempted to keep it nice and healthy with five people in a 25-foot RV. So we've thought a lot about our tanks. We've had to do a lot of maintenance with the tanks and be really mindful. So for us, this just felt like a really timely conversation yeah. now that Bexy's taken a little break. Yeah, so we put just a, a, a list of quick tips here together that we'll run down through. Yeah, so the first one is, is a no-brainer. You got to use one-ply toilet paper. And I don't mean RV-specific. Like, just 
just erase that, erase those two words from your vocabulary. It doesn't need to be RV specific. RV specific toilet paper feels a little gimmicky to me. It's one of those things we've talked about for years and years. You slap the RV label on it and you get to shoot the price up by 20% just because you call it RV specific. One ply toilet paper like Scott is fine. Sept- it's if fine. it says septic safe on it, you're probably good. You know, and this is one of those things that does depend a little bit on how big your tank is and how many people you mm-hmm. are. If there's two of you and you've got an 80 gallon black tank and you can use all the water that you want, you could probably get away with thicker toilet paper. And I'm sure a lot of you do. Um, some people don't even put toilet paper down the toilet. Though. Oh, that's another option. Uh, we actually do a hybrid of that yes. where we put some of our toilet paper you know, you can imagine the, the stuff that's not super dirty uh, in a, a diaper genie type device. So if, you, if you're unaware, if you've not had kids or ever had one of these devices, it's basically a trash can that, uh, that seals off really well. So you don't smell anything coming out of the bag and they all have specific bags or different models, different brands. And some of them seal better than others. Some of them are easier to use than others. But that's one way to sort of get toilet paper and to be able to use things like if you really like to use flushable wipes, um, you actually don't ever want to flush those. So you can use those and put them in something like this. Yeah. So we've done a few tests on the one ply versus RV specific. So have a lot of other people out there. There are two very different camps on this. We just happen to fall into the Scott one ply camp. And if you think to yourself, Abby, I'm not using one ply like that. If I wanted to just grab a leaf and like rub it on myself, that's what I would do. No, listen, one ply is fine. You're going to be fine because you know what's worse than one ply is a poop pyramid. You can also That's worse. use a little bit more of it too. Yes. It's okay to use a little bit more and like wad it up a little bit more. But it's already, it's not, you know, those plies aren't connected to each other. So it's already on the way to break down. Listen, your kids are already wadding up a ton of it when they go to the bathroom anyway. So why not just do yourself a favor and have them wad up something that's not going to clog up your tank as much as a potential two-ply, thicker, even RV-specific. I know they say it dissolves faster, but I'm telling you, Scott and RV-specific, there's it's a no-brainer. And it's also cheaper. So... I suggest that. Uh, Number two is flush the black tank regularly. Cannot stress this enough. You really got to get in there and flush that tank out because you will be shocked if you have not done this as just to how much is sitting in there waiting for you to flush it out. Yeah. If you have a built-in black tank flush, that's great. That's going to be super helpful in this process, but it's not the only way if you don't have them. Also, sometimes they they leave a little bit to be desired, right? So uh, one thing, if you really want to get a deep clean done in there that we really suggest is getting uh, one of the toilet wands that are meant for flushing that you actually put into the toilet so that your tank lives right below the toilet generally uh in most rvs just it depends a little bit if you've got like a two bathroom situation usually you'll have two black tanks in that case but your tank usually sits right below the toilet and what you do is put these wands down and they have a you have to have it connected to a hose so you got to figure out a way to run that hose into your house sorry jack's Um, bed and and (laughs) then you you put this down the toilet and it has a little spinning sprayer on it and 
uh, you can get into all the crevices of that black tank. And it's also the best way to clean that shaft that is between oh. the toilet bowl and the black tank, which can get really gross. A lot of people use a toilet brush on those, but we've heard lots of stories of people losing the toilet brush head down the toilet. So if you use a toilet brush on that, make sure it's not just glued on. Yeah, maybe don't. <laughs> I don't use it. I won't do it. We don't. I'll just use we the sprayer. Won't. And so, but that sprayer is is a, a really a better way to get into the court because your tank, your black tank, is all your tanks. They're only like I don't know. They're like four, six inches thick. They're not very thick. They're very, very, very wide and long. They're like a giant rectangle that's only like six inches thick. That's the width of your RV. So you can imagine like how stuff can get into the far corners and reaches of those things so in, in being able to spray with a sprayer in there is really helpful if you don't have a sprayer uh, if you don't have the ability to do that sort of stuff you can always fill the tank up completely full and then drain it out so after you've emptied the tank fill it up completely full again and empty it out again and that's one way to help fly i'll do that i'll do the sprayer i'll do the built-in sprayer and you can get one of the uh one of the back flush devices that attach to the outlet to where you actually hook your sewer hose you can get a, a flush device that goes there those don't work as good to get into all those corners and stuff but they actually do help with other problems, if you've got like a clog, they can help with that. Yeah, and a bonus tip for this one is if you do not have a clear elbow and that is what attaches from your hose into the actual sewer hookup, if you do not have a clear elbow, get yourself a clear elbow so that you can actually see the water and everything that's coming through. Look, I know I'm, I'm asking you to stand there and watch your waste come out. I mean, Honestly, it's just poop though. So, you know, we don't need to be weird about it. But like, you need to stand there and you need to watch it because you, again, will be very, very, very surprised by how long it takes for the water to start running clear on your initial dump. And then if you go and you do a black tank flush and you fill that up and you let it go, you will think that you are dumping again for the first time. That is how much stuff gets left behind. It's really important yeah. for you to be able to see that to keep your black tank healthy. All right, number three, use a quality tank treatment after every tank flush. Now, this can be a liquid tank treatment. This can be in the tablet form. You want to put enough water in there as well. Don't just drop it down in there. You need to give it some water in order to dissolve or be able to move around so that it can help keep odors down and give your tank a little bit of a clean. You should always be putting water into your black tank after you've dumped it anyway. I always put several gallons. It, it, you might go, you might dump, and then you go stand at the toilet for a minute and think you've done it. That is not enough. No. You got to put several gallons. Say, I would say put in 20% of your tank capacity. So if you have a if you have a 40 gallon tank, then you want to put it, it at least put in uh, like seven gallons or so of water. And, and I know you're thinking, but I I'm in a long stretch of boondocking and you just told me yeah. to give away 20% of my tank. Well, again, you have, you've got to, we've talked about this in the past. The diaper genie is one way that we have helped keep tank usage down in regards to what's getting in there as we're boondocking with a family of five and only having a 30 gallon tank. 
but you really genuinely for the life of that tank, for your boondocking enjoyment, because smell happens, you have got to put some water in there. And we're not going to go into this. We're not going to discuss it because we've never done these things before. But I do want to acknowledge that there are a lot of you out there that do suggest laundry detergent or dish soap down into your black tank in replacement of a drop the, or the geo method they call yes. it and I, I we are we have never done it, it. Yeah. uh it's not something that we are particularly comfortable with uh especially those of you who might be putting the laundry pods down into your black tank that is a cause for if anyone has had one of those pods not fully open up on them and the laundry seems costly to me and and kind of like unnecessary yeah too i it's just like uh, i i mean i I get the wanting to have like the slick so it's like the wanting to have the slickness to keep stuff off your sensors a lot of people will do it for that and and it's the it's detergent plus fabric softener and i get it but um you know but we can't say yes or no it's not really something that we have experimented with uh, but it's just not really something we plan to experiment with either. What's yeah. been working has been working for us. What I do know is that putting a bag of ice down your tank and driving around with it does not work. Yeah. yeah just doesn't just, work. I mean, you know, it's 95 degrees out and that ice is gone within seconds. It's just not, it's just more water. I mean, I guess you're just putting more water in the tank, which is always a good thing. We kind of already touched on this when we talked about the black tank flush, but use plenty of water. Number four would be use plenty of water when flushing. When when actually flushing the toilet, not when you're doing the flush flush, but when you're flushing the toilet, then you also want to use plenty of water when you have, when you're putting toilet paper down it. Yeah. You want to, you know, stand there for 30 seconds with your foot on that pedal and let a lot of water go down. Yeah. So, and again, uh, a bonus tip for that is to go back to the diaper genie conversation or just the trash can. Some people have just been known, especially compost toilet users have been known to just have a regular trash can in the bathroom. But one of the ways to really save space in the tank when you have long stretches of boondock going on is to not put the toilet paper down in there. You're still going to be able to get plenty of liquid into the tank, plenty of water, but you're not going to have that water absorbing toilet well, you paper to in put, there. You don't have to put any near as much water down Correct. because you're not worrying about breaking up the toilet paper you are at a higher risk for smell you are and you have to find the balance for that you'll start yeah. to figure it out the more especially with boondocking you'll start to figure that out a little bit more the the water to waste ratio well, you can also like you play it by ear too it doesn't have to be the same every time if you're not boondocking use a ton of water and then when you are using boondocking you could you know reduce a little bit or this, if you know you're about to dump even if you are boondocking you can just keep because you, you do want those tanks to be full 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 when you dump and i feel like we should acknowledge that talking about boondocking also means if you're staying at a state park that's water and electric only so anytime you don't have a sewer, sewer hookup just treat it as though you are boondocking and try to conserve that water as much as possible that also means you need to when it's time to get rid of that human waste you have got to fill your toilet up with water first before you do your business oh my gosh i there, please look there's a whole 
a lot of people buy their RVs used, or they never. The dealer <laughs> walkthrough is never very good. The, there, are, I just found this out the other day. There are a whole lot of people that don't know that the way these toilets are designed is that for number two, you fill, you put water in the bowl first. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, I, you, they just go and they're like, they. They're, they're like, why? I don't understand. How do I deal with all this streaking? <laughs> why why is there more left they, in the they bowl? Don't even than know, the they, <laughs> nobody's ever told them that you press that pedal down halfway yeah. and it fills up the bowl. And, and I've seen people talk about, well, we just we put a piece of toilet paper like in an X formation and it helps it go down. I'm like, <laughs> do you, you just put water in the bowl. That's what it's for. Yeah. Um, and and uh, on top of that, to keep the streaking away, which can still happen, you especially with the plastic toilets, if you got the plastic RV toilets mm -hmm. instead of the porcelain, uh, you want to clean those with with cleaners that are not abrasive not caustic uh I, I preferably use just like dish soap dish soap and water is probably the best way to go about it don't use bleach on them uh you know people say the bleach thing is for the seals and drying out the seals which is true bleach can dry out rubber seals you never want to pour bleach down your uh your tank for many reasons but even like a uh a washcloth with bleachy water on it you don't want to use on these plastic toilets because it breaks down the gloss that and, is baked into that plastic and the gloss is the secret sauce to this when that thing. gloss is gone okay. stuff sticks to that not just not just, just bodily stuff but also uh you know calcium and all, all sorts of buildups of, of different stuff that's in the water think of it like a slide think about the difference between when you the gloss is the clothes that you wear when you go down the slide, right? Like, so you got a pair of pants on or something. Think about all those times as a kid <laughs> that you would try to go down the slide with like some shorts that ride up. And all that's happening is your skin is just. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's your stuff, not glossed. Okay, so and you, it's you, really <laughs> important that you keep that toilet nice <laughs> and glossed. You can actually wax them. And yeah, the, the companies that make them actually recommend you use automotive wax if you're having an issue where you can actually wax the bowl. It will help stuff go down easier. And I get it. You know, this is, this is some, for some people, this is, this is me time. Okay, this is where you're going in. But listen... Whether you're in a small RV or a big RV, I know it's never enjoyable to either be the person in the toilet or be the person just a few feet away on the bed who hears the pedal get half pushed and hears the person in the bathroom begin to fill up the toilet because you know what's coming. You know what, the, you know what that person is in there doing. This is the beauty of RVing. All of those, like, I don't know, just interesting societal norms that we have where we know everybody poops, but we're not going to talk about it. That all kind of gets sort of pushed away when you live tiny in an RV with other people. People have to go to the bathroom. Don't be afraid to push down the pedal. If everybody knows, just hit a fan, create some white noise, give yourself some, a sense of space. It's okay. But what people don't want to do is follow you up when there's no gloss. Okay, so we're in a gloss world. We want to be glossy in our RV life. We don't want to be no glossy. What's so, next? What's next? We well, could talk about this forever. All right, number five is you want to keep your tank valves 
closed. So this is, again, one of those tips that no matter for us, really doesn't matter if we're on full hookups or no hookups. The tanks stay closed until they're full and it's time to dump. And the- we keep both of them closed. Yes. There's the, there, you, can, there, you can debate over keeping the gray tank open when you're on full hookups or not. Black tank always needs to be closed. If, if you have not been told to do that, the black tank needs to be closed. Because you can imagine what happens is the heavy solids just stay in the tank as all the liquids go out. It's really important to keep the black tank closed and, and only f- empty that when it's at least half full. You want to have a lot of liquid in there so that it all rushes out when you empty it. The gray tank, you know, we'll leave it open when we're all showering and stuff like that. We're not like super strict about having it closed all the time. But more often than not, we keep ours closed. And part of it is also so that we can have that gray tank full when we go to dump the black tank. So you dump the black tank and then follow it with the gray tank. So all that gray water from your shower that has soap in it and all that sort of stuff goes through your hose after all the black water stuff. Yeah, that is a really important tip, I think, that when you are dumping that black tank, you really do, regardless if you're going to do that black tank flush or not, you really do want to have that gray tank come through on the back end. It's just another, again, it's just another strong rush of water that's making sure everything is getting through that tube and it's getting pushed out and not hanging around afterwards. Plus, the same thing can happen to a much lesser extent in the gray tank. Mm-hmm. And, and this goes into our next tip, tip number six, which is don't put anything down your gray tank. Yeah, uh, no grease, no hair, no food, nothing. The same thing can happen to a much lesser extent in the gray tank where stuff can settle at the bottom that isn't being flushed out. And, uh, you know, especially things like sand from a beach. You know, if you've ever seen the amount of sand that ends up in the shower after the kids have been at the beach, this is why we use like the outdoor sprayer to spray off as much sand as possible. There's going to be bits of sauces and things like that that go down when you rinse stuff off in the sink. That's fine. But try to capture as much of it as possible with a mesh strainer. We have a mesh strainer in our kitchen sink. We have one in, in the bathroom that helps take care of hair um, and in, in the bathroom sink and in the in the shower. So uh, those things are really important if you want to keep stuff from getting into your gray tank because you don't have a flush mm-hmm. in your gray tank. You can still do that thing where you fill it up to full and empty it out, uh, but you you don't have a way to flush it like you do with the black tank. Yeah, so it's really important. Uh, I will even go so far with food to wipe out uh, if we've had, let's say, spaghetti or something. And, you know, those pans are always just going to be kind of covered in the sauce and everything. I will wipe all of that out and get as much of it into the trash as possible before I go ahead and use, you know, wash it and then rely on that mesh strainer. Um, I use the mesh strainer too to make sure that coffee grounds don't get down into the sink too. I use that as a way to filter out with the French press. If you have like stuff that is, uh, say you uh, had a soup or a stew in your fridge that went bad and you want to get rid of that, uh, that kind of stuff will just pour down the toilet 
because we've got a situation there where we can flush and, and, and deal with that instead of the gray tank. So if you have like liquids that you need to get rid of in that sense, the toilet is a much better option. Or if you're uncomfortable even putting it into your black tank, uh, I will kind of hold on to that container in the fridge until right before it's time to take the trash out. And then if you have a copious amount of uh, plastic grocery bags like we do because we don't like to just throw them out, I will actually put that plastic grocery bag on top of, take the trash out of the can, set the trash down on the ground, put the uh, put the grocery bag there on top of the trash and then pour the soup into that grocery bag, tie it up and leave it on top, tie up the rest of the bag and take it out to the trash. That's going to keep it contained. It's going to keep it from not leaking throughout into the bag and then leaking out into the trash. But it is one way to keep from putting that down any tank whatsoever if you're uncomfortable with doing that. Uh, again, you just kind of have to get a little bit creative and do not assume that if you have a smell that you're smelling, especially a sulfuric one, that it is coming from your black tank. It is very possible that it can be coming from your gray tank. Your gray tank needs, in some respects, just as much water as your black tank does. And you can get tablets that go down it. They're not for use like every time. Yeah. But there are some tablets that you can put in. Uh, you just put them in your sink and then you pour water over them and they dissolve and that puts like you know lemon fresh smelling stuff down into your gray tank and we've done that several times all right two more and then we're done here and we're going to kind of these are really simple to move through uh, number seven regularly inspect and maintain all rv tank seals and valves of course, you definitely want to make sure your valves are working. We always recommend that you get an, a, an additional external valve for those instances where, you, where a leak begins to happen from your valve going bad. And there are many different things that can happen. There can be a clog. The cable can have been stretched, all sorts of things. Uh, and people always say when we put a video out on this that, you, well, just fix it. Why you don't, don't be lazy. Just fix it. That's not what it's about. The, the first time you ever take your cap off of your sewer and there's like a gallon of sewage <laughs> between the valve and that you realize a backup would have been great mm -hmm. you still want to go fix the problem and all, the problem is just a very 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 slow drip and over several days that drip can be you know a gallon of sewage and guess what when you're at the campground and this happens because it's it's not going to happen when you have it winterized sitting in storage if you're very lucky it happens at a dump station yeah but if you're at the campground and you realize you've got a problem guess what you're not going to be able to fix it then yeah i mean maybe you might be able to so this is just it, it's just a, a a valve that it has the bayonet fitting just like your sewer hose it goes on to the outlet and then you attach your sewer hose to that and it's a it's additional valve you can also lubricate your valves by pouring down a lubrication down your your toilet, there's a whole process and they sell the lubrication at RV stores and it actually does help keep your valves lubricated to keep them from leaking ever. But if you are new to the world of RVing, if you have never heard of the secondary valve before, it is absolutely one of the first things that we recommend to any RVer that you put on your RV. We recommend the Volterra one. You can get it on Amazon. 
pretty much for like 20 bucks. It's always a little bit on sale. It is worth the peace of mind to have that on there. We have had it on every single rig we have owned because we did the work for you without realizing we were going to need to do that work. We've had this problem. So, We've had this yeah. problem on so, every single rig we've owned too. Just take it from Jason because when that leak happens, guess where the leak's going to go? If there's enough in there that the force is great yeah, when you open all it. all over so, the person opening it. Yeah. Not yeah. pleasant. Like anything that we've mentioned in this segment here, we will link to it in the show notes. You can go check it out for yourself. It'll be at rvmiles.com slash 289. And you can go take a look at these products and see if it's something that might work for your RV life. Our very last tip, though, is one that we've already touched a lot on. So we won't spend a lot of time here. But number eight was empty your RV's black tank before the gray. We talked a lot about that earlier with the flushing of the tanks and the water usage. It's just really important to let the black tank go first and then allow the gray tank to push through any black tank residue that has been left over. And again, empty them both as full as you can. Yep. If, they're, if they are not full when it's time to empty them, fill them up. It will help tremendously get that big whoosh of water out. We have a two-third rule at our house. Both tanks have to be at two-thirds before we will dump them. And if that means it's been a short weekend, it's only been a one night, and we're not there... Well, on goes the sink, push down on that pedal, get those tanks to where they need to be, get them filled up, fill them at two-thirds or more. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll check the level of our personal tanks. Ooh, we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by the Park Wolf app. Ever found yourself in the heart of a national park surrounded by beauty, but unsure where to go or what to see? That's where Park Wolf comes in. Park Wolf is the ultimate app for exploring national parks. As you drive, the GPS shows you what's coming up on the road and an audio guide will fill you in on what's there so you can decide if it's worth a stop for you or not. Gas running low, looking for a bite to eat or a bathroom break? Park Wolf's got you covered. It keeps track of the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover areas. And the best part, it works without an internet connection. And if you're a wildlife enthusiast, you'll love Park Wolf's wildlife maps and sighting notifications. So before you set off on your next national park adventure, download the ParkWolf app for your iPhone from the App Store. It's your ultimate guide to national parks. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight-distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com. Welcome back to the show. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Sponsored by Matt's RV Reviews, liquefied RV tank treatment. The no BS tank treatment. You can find it over on Amazon in the RV Miles store at amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles. Jason, let's empty out your black tank this week. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what's in it? I talked about this in the news video this week as well, but there is a change in the way Starlink 
is working in motion. So uh, for most of us to have Starlink, we get sort of the residential or the, uh, the mobile option. And that is for being able to use at a home or to be able to use anywhere you go on the road. Not necessarily while you're moving down the road. That is a different thing. And that has been defined in the terms of service for a long time as not allowed on these plans. However, a lot of people bought the $2,500 in motion dish, the very expensive dish that mounts to your roof and just sort of stays there. And it was meant to be used in motion. Um, Starlink is now enforcing this in motion limit. So you're not allowed to use these in motion above 12 miles an hour because the main reason for that is for boaters. Um, so they're moving very slowly, like drifting and stuff uh, along the shoreline. It won't cut out for them or anything like that um, unless they're out in the ocean beyond what Starlink defines as a sort of land and rivers and hmm. lakes. Then you're supposed to have the special ocean plan. Regardless, <laughs> the uh, you have to be on this sort of high end mobile priority data plan. I think starts at $250 a month if you want to use Starlink in motion now we don't really have a I, we have had a need to use starlink in motion we don't have it set up for that to ever be possible because we have the portable dish and we don't have it mounted or anything like that um there were certainly times in alaska and, uh, and through canada that it would have been handy yes. uh, but if you are people that use in motion a lot this is going to affect you the if you do run out of you only get like 50 gigabytes of that mobile priority data if you run out of that you do get to still use it in motion you just don't have the priority data anyway it's just starlink changing things up again i not the not a big fan of the way they keep changing stuff uh at this company it works great it is the only way we've been able to get internet in a lot of places where there is no cell service anywhere uh, it is it is game changing for the way we travel. It's just a pain in the butt way this company makes decisions sometimes. And I'm sorry for any of you that bought that $2,500 dish, not knowing that eventually they were going to make you buy a more expensive plan to put it on because they didn't tell those people that. Yeah, that's a little frustrating as I look over the camera and see our Tesla sitting over there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you can, so you, can like the, you can like the product without liking the uh, yes. the ownership and the yes. the way the company's run. You can. And if you're wondering what do you mean you own a Tesla, we did we needed a second car for when we're here. We wanted to give Fordo a break. Fordo has been spectacular. Sixty thousand miles on Fordo and we thought, you know, <laughs> We really don't want to drive that around town. And hey, there's a little bit of a credit happening if we go EV. So we decided to go Tesla. We know that some of you saw that on our stories. Uh, we will talk about it in the future because a lot of people have asked us about why we went that route, how we like it so far, what we went with and all of that. And after we have spent a little bit of time with Tessie the Tesla, we will share with you why we have decided that should be our around the town vehicle. I can share with you, this is my fresh tank. Ooh. The, the, the purchase process for a Tesla is wildly different from any other car you buy and or 
RV. Mm -hmm. And this is how all vehicles should be sold. There is a price. You pay that price. There is no haggling, which, you know, sometimes you get deals and stuff. But like in these last couple of years, people have been charging over MSRP. That that is you, there's no third party dealerships. There's no dealerships at all. Now, that's a little problematic when it comes to RVs, because you there's just a lot more to go wrong in an RV. Right. Yes. Um, and Tesla just has their service centers and you buy it online and you go pick it up from the service center. You put down a deposit of five hundred dollars and you just pay the you pay whatever your down payment is just before you pick it up on the app on your phone and you go pick it up we didn't even have to talk to anybody except for to sign a piece of paper that illinois requires be hand signed we actually just went and unlocked it on the lot with our phone it had a little piece of paper in the window that said congratulations congratulations and and you just drive it off now and we should say too it should be this way with fair pricing. Sure. And it, well, but fair pricing and without all the, like, nobody trying to sell me a, a fabric protector, a <laughs> wheel and tire protectant. We uh, can buy those on our own because we'll, we will get them. Don't worry. <laughs> all very, very simple. There's no, there's not even many options or anything like that. I really loved the buying process and really, I, I actually think that manufacturers maybe not dealers manufacturers could make more money in a with this sort of method because less money going to the dealer uh they can charge they can charge less for the product they can make more profit themselves without the dealer involved and the customer is more likely to purchase from them because the process is so easy there are no real bells and whistles you you know this is the models we have and this is what you can get on them and Take it or leave it. There's not four. There's not ten different trim packages, and you can only get folding mirrors in this <laughs> trim package for no reason other than the you know we just want to push you into that price level. It's just not those sorts of gimmicks, and yeah. I, I like that. Now, don't get me wrong though, that trimmer package on Fordo, that's clutch. The thing is, this is weird too. We're getting off topic. We'll get back to it in a second. But I have felt so guilty all week that we have not been driving the truck like that we haven't been in it we had spent so much time in the truck like aren't so much of our travel life has happened in that truck and so this weekend along with my darling father-in-law while you were editing the news video we went out there and we said we're not taking Fordo to be detailed we're not we're not gonna spend that money because we're gonna detail it with love and we're gonna do it ourselves <laughs> and my father-in-law and i he was amazing he washed it he buffed it he just he he was so good to the truck i went in there i wiped it all down i detailed the entire inside we just gave that truck so much love took all the seat covers off holy moly when we washed those seat covers Yikes. Cannot recommend seat covers enough for people that have kids. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And not to mention when we took them off, I went, oh, 
that's what they look like. <laughs> oh, it's been a minute. We put those on right after we bought it. So I did have to go and spend some time this weekend over Labor Day with the truck and just let it know how much we love it. And it looks beautiful and it's shiny and it's getting a much needed rest. Right All now. right. What is in your black tank this week? So my black tank. So all of us stream, you know, in our RVs or the most of us do, you know, we are uh, big fans of being able to watch stuff at night. Y'all know we've been big fans of only murders in the building that's been kind of our show right now as long with the bear and I would like to talk to the pharmaceutical companies that advertise you know we don't have commercial free on Hulu and they have decided I don't know if it's based on what we're watching or perhaps our age uh, the account is registered to Jason Maybe it has something to do with that. But they have decided that the thing we need in our life or that Jason needs is just a a little extra boost. Like they're concerned that we have bent vegetables in our house and some other things as well. And they really are coming hard at us right now. The pharmaceutical companies desire to boost the gentlemen of this world, I'm starting to feel a little attacked. Like I, I feel like I want to say to Hulu or whoever, like, "Hey, we are we good here? You don't need well, to it's keep like it's, <laughs> reminding it's us." Or listen, I don't need Sky Rizzy. They, I mean, it's, it's I, sad. they think I, we have shingles. They are want to protect I'm, us from shingles, which I do want to protect myself from. I am terrified of shingles. But like, I'm I just stuff, I don't want medi- I don't want ads for medicines at all. And I, the stuff that the government makes them do makes it just be ridiculous. Like we have to sit through. <laughs> do not take Sky Rizzy if you're allergic <laughs> to Sky Rizzy, and I just. I, it makes me want to punch myself. There's nothing I love more than watching something with Jack and one of these uh, male gentlemen who are having a hard time pharmaceutical commercials comes or up not. And, or not or not oh. uh, and then looking over at my 16 year old and he's you know kind of like looks at one time he said to me he was like is that really what's going to happen to me when I get old <laughs> and I was like I well I don't what I don't know <laughs> I don't have an answer for that, son. I don't have an answer. The pharmaceutical company seems to think that that's what happens when you become uh, a man over 40. Well, but, you know, I, also I don't just know. say we pay for Hulu. This is the problem. We I pay don't. for Hulu. Why are we getting ads for a service that we're paying for? I don't know. But I would really love if I could maybe get some ads that don't, you know, make me feel like we're being attacked yeah. for things that are nobody's damn business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's well, in your fresh tank? All right. My fresh tank this week goes to, we finally got to see it. We were a little late getting to the theaters, but I could not let an episode go by without recommending that you go, if you haven't already, check out the Barbie movie. This is what Jack picked for his birthday. Jack turned 16 on the 31st of August, and he wanted to go see a movie, and the movie he wanted to go see was the Barbie movie. So all five of us went to the movie. I cried about half a dozen times. I have never felt so seen by a movie. I have thought about it a lot. I appreciate that this movie is focused around a woman of my age um, with a child around my son's age and what that means for us having grown up in a Barbie generation. 
I just, uh, even talking about it now, I get goosebumps. Just talking about it gives me a little bit of goosebumps. I think it was tremendously well done. Um, a lot of the a lot of the commentary over this movie has become very, very political, and I don't listen to any of that stuff. It's it's a lot of it's smart. It's a lot of fun. It's it's very 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 funny. It's very funny. It's there are there's music in it. I mean, there's singing and dancing, and yeah, it it talks about a lot of things that I think are important conversations to have. And I know I get pinged every time I bring something up on this podcast that is is woman focused or minority focused. I get pinged every single time, but I'm not going to stop talking about it. I think it's important, even in the world of RVing that we create an all-inclusive, all-encompassing, everyone is welcome around the campfire space. And this is what the Barbie movie is attempting to do, which is so weird to say Barbie and all-inclusive, but it is... It there's, is like, there's some stuff in this movie that I am, I am just like really shocked that Mattel let yes happen let yes. let me said about them and stuff like it's they mattel really they deserves a lot of credit on, on they this they owned the narrative that they have uh helped create over the years uh especially for us young girls growing up in the 80s and and earlier but the cast is phenomenal it is so well cast it is so well directed it is visually so much fun I just cannot recommend this movie enough, and I'm really glad that I was there with the four men in my life who all wanted to see this movie, who wanted to talk about this movie, and who felt that it was just important for them to be there as it was for me. If the hill that you want to die on is that uh, you don't think women have it a little harder in this world than men... Maybe maybe this, rethink your priorities. A, <laughs> I don't know, like this might not be I mean, the podcast for you. I don't know. <laughs> just saying, might not be the podcast for you. All right, that is it for the show this week. Uh, as a reminder, our homecoming event is coming up. I think in just one month from yesterday, we kick off. There are a couple of tickets still left. I think we have about two campsites that are still available. So if you are interested in joining us. Just head over to rvmiles.com slash 289 and you're going to get a link. You can come have some fun with us. We're going to a renaissance fair. There are a lot of people calling for you to be dressed Stop like a it. wizard we're not now. Ta- we're not, no, this I'm, has happened. I'm fetch fe- was made. Uh, I made Fetch. Uh, it's happening. Mm. Like, it's it has to happen now. So Goodbye. that is, we're going to go home and we're going to just kind of... Spirit wizard. Ha- <gasps> Jason, renaissance spirit. is not wizards. Where are you coming Stop. up with Listen, this? Listen, Spirit of Halloween is open now. It's, we can go and get you a costume. Oh, my well, gosh. If you like the it's, things we have, you can find things on Amazon. Uh, he's Mile Marker to- member. <laughs> See, yes. uh, keep logging those army miles. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Bye.